0: Okay, booker, Tov. We're on Daf Yud Alpha, Alpha, Cotton. We're doing the last part before the end of the parak. The Mishnah talked about pickling foods, and it said, Kvashim shi'ocha pickled foods that you'll be able to eat on the holiday. You can pickle, but if you're pickling them now and they won't be ready till later, you can't pickle them. So now, okay." Morris says the following. So here's the story. Bedisa, there was the Bedisa River, Levi Kavrei at Levi. That's a city. So you have the Bedisa River where they do a lot of fishing over there. Well, whatever climate change or something, but uh, what happened is it Kavrei, it was drained. It just lost all the water. Okay. And therefore the fish are sitting on the river bed. Okay, so interesting. So that's one way. Others learned the opposite. It swelled, I find it's hard to believe, it overflowed the banks and the fish are left on the river beds. I don't know, can't the fish know to stay at the bottom? I don't know. Either way, what was the issue was, normally you fish, normally you catch a couple of fish every day, you have what to eat all of a sudden thousands of fish are out and that means either you're going to do something with them right away or they're going to spoil and rot and then who knows when the next fish are coming whatever but it was something had to be done you can't just leave the fish rotting so what would be the best solution (laughs) pickling them and of course it's Chol Okay. so now the question what are we going to do so, everyone went alma icy Everyone out to catch and bring a lot of fish. Okay, and now, i not mean, think Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Isn't isn't fishing a malacha? Fish for the day. Catching, catching. Fish, yeah. So, 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 say they didn't have to be caught. Already they're sitting on the they're <laughs> sitting on the ground. It's not, catching fish is a little bit difficult. We he's just sitting on the river, just scooping it up. Okay. So, uh, and, and there's, uh, there's other questions over here. You know, maybe you're killing the fish by removing them from the water. But anyway, the Gemara is not interested in those issues. They felt those were not issues. The issue is going to be they now have these bunch of fish. I said, okay, yeah, I can eat one fish today. But can I salt another 10 fish or whatever? So they went to Ravah. And Shora Laho Ravalemimlach Minayu. And Rava ruled it was permissible for them to salt them and preserve them for after the Yom Tav. Okay, that's what he said. Now, obviously, that's going to run counter at first blush to what we learned in our Mishnah. Amale Abaye, so Abaye said, But we learned in the Mishnah, it says, When are you out of pickle? Pickling that you're going to eat what you're pickling on, that's allowed. So, But you can't do it unless it's for a festival need. And why is it not allowed? Because it needs a lot of work or it's like tanning hides, which is a bona fide malacha. Either way, how could Rav allow this to happen? As they're, uh, you're, you're not going to be able to eat them on chol hamoyed anyway, because salting them takes a long time. They won't be edible. In other words, you're eating whatever you caught. You're eating now, fine. But now you got 10, 12 fish, whatever. You're salting them. You cannot eat them now. They won't be edible until after chol hamoyed. This seems to run contrary to what the Mishnah said. So the more we give few answers. Omerle, so sorava defended himself, and he said, Kivan de ikora de isainu. Since initially, think about this, they brought the fish home with the intention of eating them during the Yantiv, which you're allowed to do. Now, we have to explain what's going on over here. Okay, you need one fish for today, another fish for tomorrow. You don't need ten fish for the next day or two. But... What are you allowed to do, which is something that's common in many Jewish women's homes, is did your wives make exactly the amount of food you need to eat for yontiv? Absolutely. (laughs) Much more. (laughs) Much more. You know, I ordered from Kosher Gourmet. Much more. You know, we just do that. Why? Because you don't want to have to be afraid. You're going to run out, this and that. It's part of the festivals that have abundance over there. So the fact that you collected a lot of fish and, you know, that's not a problem because you're allowed to have a lot of fish out there. Now, once you collected them, the shavik and if you leave them out without salting them, suddenly they're going to spoil uh, if you don't eat them on the festival. So since you are allowed to take, you know, you're allowed to take a bunch of fish because, say, well, I, I, I'll see which one is the nicest fish. You know, I'll, I'll put out the nicest fish. You can't tell when you're in the ocean over there. You just take one fish. I'll take ten fish and we'll see the nicest two fish. I will eat those. But then I got extras. And what's going to happen with the extra? If I don't do anything, I'm going to lose it. Now it switches into a new state. And what is that? It's like merchandise that will be lost if it's not sold. And that will bring a hefseid. And then that's permitted to pickle them to avert a loss. So it's an interesting combination of two things that's going on over here. You could ask, wait a minute, you know you only need one or two. Why are you taking more? Well, the answer to that is, well, I'm allowed to take more. That's not a big thing. I'm allowed to take more because I want to have a lot of variety of what to eat. So now when you're choosing what to cook, now what I have is Merchandise. And now I don't think the merchandise will get lost and that will be considered a loss. So that's how Rava dealt with that. Now, I don't know what a good uh, variable is. Will there be less fish in the river after Cholamoid? In other words, the, the, the river's got a lot of fish, but if a, an unusual occurrence happened, that for whatever reason, either if you say it dried up, then it makes much more sense. If it dried up, ain't no fish after Cholamoit. If it dried up, they're just sitting on the riverbed. So what, where's going to be the next fish? The day after Cholmoyd. right? So you've got to eat after Cholamoit fish. And that's like business. right? And therefore, you got business. So this stuff is going to be spoiled. You're going to have a big financial loss. So therefore, it's a two-step process. You have to have a reason why you could take more than what you need. So he said, "For Yantav, you're always allowed to take more than what you need." And second, now why am I allowed to salt it? Because I don't want that to be lost, and that's like business where you're going to suffer a loss over there. Okay, that's one answer. The Ikadamri, or rather, there's another version of the story, and it's the beginning of the story is the same. But what did Ravah do? So, made Ravah ruled from the beginning. Now, remember, the first version, Ravah, the, the people took it. They fished it out. Then they came to him. We got all these fish. What are we going to do? That's version one. Version two is a little bit different. They came to Ravah before they caught the fish. And before they caught the fish, they said what are we going to do there's a bunch of fish lying on the thing can we catch more fish than we need so rava ruled they can go and go and catch the fish and bring them home and to salt them so according to this version rava did not only rule after they brought the fish back he permitted them initially to take the fish so it's less of a dilemma situation first situation you could really say, for better or for worse, people took a lot of fish. Now, we're trying to explain, maybe they didn't do anything wrong, because you're allowed to catch more fish than you need. Maybe they didn't do something wrong, a little bit. But either way, rum is in the decision right now. I got 20 fish, what do I do with them? So he gave an answer. Here the story is, they said, what do we do to begin with? And here he's saying, besides the salting, he, knows, he said, go catch, catch as much as you can. And then again, Abai has the same question. Abai comes with the same question. But didn't we learn in the Mishnah said, It says only things that you're going to pickle and eat on you you can use, but not the stuff. Not. So what are you going to do there? So Abayi, so Rava again defends himself. Haninami so agav Now comes a different answer than the first answer. First answer was it's like business. Here he's saying no, these can be eaten through pressing. What does that mean? The fish, you've salted it, but if you squeeze it, it forces the salting out. Squeezing the fish is the equivalent of drying it out. And dried salted fish are edible. Okay So it's not that it's inedible we are with The Mishnah says You can't pickle things Because when they're pickled Out You can't have them for the whole Chol Here If you're salting them You can still eat them On Chol And it's not totally out of the game And how do we know that this can happen? Kihoda Shmuel Such is the case with Shmuel That Avdulei Shitin Itzeva Ochel where they did for him 60 pressings of a freshly salted fish, and he then ate it. Now, 60 could be an exaggeration, uh, it means many times. So, since 60 is a pretty common number, so each fish that's being salted could be theoretically being done for the Yantuf, and only afterwards does a person decide which one he prefers. This is like we've had in many cases. You can get more. So listen, there's a lot of fish. So I'll salt them. And then I can squeeze them all out. And I'll see which one I like better. So now, what's the issue between the two versions of the story? Version one, they only came to him after they caught it. And he said, well, yes, you, you can do it. Because like it's business and you're losing out in business. Second version is saying, no, you can catch as many as you want. And the answer that gave the question there is, well, it's not inedible because we can press it very hard and we can eat any of the fish that we want. So the Ritva writes, there's no halachi principle in dispute between these two versions of Rav's answers. The Chazanish writes that according to both versions, it's permitted to collect fish only for the festival, though this may be done liberally, as we said before. The first version, however, permits only the salting of the leftover fish. Why? To forestall a business, uh, uh, well, right? right. It would be because it's going to be inedible for the festival. So he would not have allowed them to catch the fish that would definitely have to be salted. But since he permits only salting only leftover fish... According to the first version, he would not have allowed them to take more fish than they needed. Second version, however, says that the salted fish is fit to be eaten. And it's permitted, why? Because you could salt all the fish and then decide which you want. That's one way of looking at this. According to either version, there does not seem to be a permit to collect and preserve the abundance of fish at Holomoy because the situation is one of rare opportunity for profit. It says you can't just go initially and collect a bunch and preserve a bunch and all that. What if he just say, "I want to catch a lot of fish?" Everyone says, this is only a, an after-the-fact situation. There's too many dried fish over there. but you can't just say, "Well, I'll collect a whole bunch and preserve a whole bunch and it's going to make it a financial situation. Why But why is this so? Why should this opportunity for profit be any different from the permit to purchase sale items at a fair that's held on Cholamoyd? We said you can do that. You're allowed to, for a rare business opportunity, you're allowed to do this. So it's a very simple answer. Some answer is only the Prohibition against buying and selling on Cholamoyd, which is not a lot of work. Not a lot of work to buy and sell, but not actual labor such as that involved in the salting of the fish. That's a lot of work. So to, for that, to initially say at a, a, a go-forward position, yeah, catch all the fish you want, salt all the fish you want, because we're saying it's a business loss. No, that's involving a lot of work to make a business loss. Our situation was the fish, were, it was all dried out. Now what are we going to do kind of a situation. So for that, therefore, you have a way out of that. But I thought the second scenario was a... You asked if they could
1: collect
0: all the fish. Yeah. L- yeah. And it, they said they could, uh, you could salt it. Yeah, because you're allowed to take all the ones but you want. And you could. T- but it's for food, for eating. Remember, you're allowed it's to. It's can, edible, it's edible. Can, can, can your wife make three times the amount of chicken she wants right, for, but, for lunch? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's for eating. Tircha for eating, is allowed. Even if I'm making a lot of food, and otherwise our wives are in big trouble. You know, many wives kind of hard. They make way more food than we need, and believe me, it's a tircha. But for eating, eating is a tircha. What do you want? Baking bread. Okay, I watch my wife. She spending a lot of time doing that. Kneading the bread. She doesn't use the machine. That's tircha, but it's eating. How else am I going to have bread? Fresh bread. So that's for sure allowed. So I'm allowed to make a tear for the food I want to eat. I'm planning making a lot of food. and making a lot of food. Every step. It is a subterfuge. I'm not saying it's yeah. not a sub, But that's a subterfuge that has something to rely on. You'll like a nice spread. I mean, there is something psychological about, you know, the table set. Wow. That's like, you know, like let's be honest. If three or four people are having sushi, how much sushi do you need to put on a platter? Everyone's getting, what, three, four pieces? I don't know. So you put 15, 20 pieces. Yeah, well, you bring a tray of 50. Why? Because I want to have eight of this, eight of this, eight of this, eight of this. Oh, you took my favorite. I wanted the avocado one. Well, I only bought four avocado ones. So there is an idea of presentation, and a person likes to have a lot of food to choose from. That, 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 that's part of the eating process. So yeah, there's a, you know not every fish is identical. Some are bigger fish, some are small fish. Even at the kiddish, when we have the uh, chicken and capons, some people want a whole capon, some people want two capons, some only want a half a capon, right? So you got to offer a lot. So therefore, that yeah, was a lot. But if you're going with a business mindset, what do you do with eating? It's business. So for business, if it's a tircha, can't be allowed. Therefore, they can't just say, "Can we just fish all day long today? Catch fifty fish." Uh, uh, salt of fifty of them, and it's uh, a and it's a, a financial loss. No, you don't do that when it's labor, but if it's not labor, just buying and selling, that's not such a big deal. Okay, next, another story with Rava himself, who's visiting the house of the exilarch, the head of the Jewish people in the Galus. And what did they do for him? And they did for him 60 pressings of a freshly salted fish, and he ate it. So what do we see? We see that there is this idea that even though it was salted, and it really is not going to be for Yomite, Cholmite use, but they pressed it 60 times, and now he could eat it. Rav, okay, so that just shows you that this idea can happen. Ravi clay lebei rav shapir. Rav is the house of rav shapir, and this also was on Chol Hamoid, Although the commentators are not sure why they had to, Rashi says Chol Homoed. kama They served him a certain fish, and tilta bishula, tilta milcha, A third of the fish was boiled, a third of them were salted and a third were broiled okay okay so now what we got here so the third of the fish that had been salted was rendered fit to eat through pressing okay so a third boiled a third salted and a third broiled okay um uh, okay so that was another story of how that happened okay and having mentioned Rav, so that's just another story. We're just showing that you see you could salt it, and by salting it, you can then eat it. Even though um, by pressing it after it was salted, you could eat it. Fine. Now that we mentioned Rav about fish, so let's have some more ideas about fish. This is not halacha more agadata. Amar mm-hmm. Ada Tzida Ada, a fisherman told me the following. So you're gonna get some chachma of fishing. Okay, kavra somach Fish is best when it's about to putrefy. Whoa, it's better your fish just before it spoils than it is to eat it caught. I know what you're going to ask, so hang on. Because everybody says, "What are you talking about?" The best is you go, you go to the Bahamas, man. That's what they all do. They go bone fishing. They take it. They catch it. They gut it, they hit it, and that fish is in your stomach two hours after it's out of the ocean. And they say it's the most amazing thing. So now I what's going on? Generally now it's accepted it's unhealthy to eat fish that's about to spoil. So it could be there is a there is a concept called Mishana Teva. The nature of the world has changed from thousands of years ago. So that's a famous idea that whatever whatever the society uh, health was. Maybe in those days that was a healthier way. But nowadays it's not a healthier way to do it at all. Okay? We're gonna leave it to the scientists to figure it out. Second statement. For Omarav, he all said, omali Again, Ado, the fisherman told me. Kavra Tavya Bahua. He says the healthy way to eat fish is to first broil it with its broth in salt. So salt is called the brother, see the word literally, it's salted with, I'm sorry, with its brother. Why am I mixing it up with broth? Because broth is the next step. Mm-hmm. Let's nice do it nice. again. So you, you know, the healthy way is to first broil it with its brother. Why is why is salt a brother to the fish? Because the fish swim usually in salt water. Okay. So it's like the brother. Okay, so, so therefore we broil it with salt. Step number one, not ready to eat it yet. Then place it in its father. That is cold water. Okay? After the broiling, you dip it in cold water to cool the fish and to sweeten it. And now, and eat it with its son. What's the son? Dip it in the fish broth, which oozes from the fish when it's boiling. Broiling. Uh, broiling. So that's just a mnemonic. That's the way you have the best kind of fish. Okay? And then, not done, and drink afterwards its father, meaning the water. Okay, Sorry. fine. Next. Again, the fisherman, told me. After eating fish, cress, that's a vegetable, and milk. What do you do? Litong Gufa One should burden his body with activity. You should walk a lot before you go to sleep. Okay? Flow litong for you and don't burden his bed. Don't go to sleep immediately after those three foods. I don't know, whatever stomach issues are there. From a And Rav said, Omri added Seed of the fourth and final statement from the fisherman. Kavra Fish, cress, and milk. What is that? Better to drink water rather than beer if you're eating that that's healthier and if you don't have any water then better to have beer than wine it's a preferable thing to have Not even this place. and with that we finish that parak and tomorrow we're going to get into a very so that's the second parak we're going to now make the slow transition the third chapter is all about the laws of mourning up to now we're doing Cholomoyd this chapter is going to transition us how it's going to transition is going to be cases where you couldn't do certain things that you would have done before Cholomoyd because it was beyond your control and one of them is you were a mourner before Cholomoyd and couldn't do certain things and now you're stuck in Cholomoyd with things that you can't do are there comp- dispensations for that? So that becomes a transition of the second parak. Okay, yeshekoyach okay, everybody.